You are now listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Oh yes, oh yes, another one. Another one. We are almost a full cast today. We yeah. are missing a soldier. One short, one short of a, a full deck. Another soccer bopper replaces a human. Oh, Jason, you're so funny. You never get sick, right? <laughs> never. You never get sick. I don't sick. think he's ever been sick. You don't think he's ever been sick? No, I think he just sometimes needs, you know, like a day. I'm, I'm not even convinced he's ever been healthy. I don't know. Something's <laughs> going on. What is he not telling us? We think he might have like some sort of secret life. Like maybe he has like a second job. Like, you know how some like dads have a second family and people don't know? Yeah, maybe. Jason's like, you know, like a stockbroker. And he has to like fly out to New York like once every three months. He's still working for Pink Bike, I think. He is, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He's just writing season four of Pink Bike Academy right now. He writes under a pseudonym. <laughs> it's Lace and Jukus, and none of us have figured it out. Hey, are you, uh, do you have uh, an AI intro or am I doing it? <laughs> I don't have an AI intro. Am I doing it? Okay, I'm going to yeah, try. Yeah. Welcome to Feeding Off Each Other, the, a weekly podcast where we feed off the talent, humor, knowledge, and awesome stories of our guests. Guests. <laughs> and each other. Uh-huh. Uh, nailed it. I didn't even read did. this time. Uh, I'm Matt Tennyson. <laughs> And I'm joined, as usual, by the very healthy, mm-hmm. currently present, mm-hmm. David Wiggins. Thank you. Thank Welcome. You, thank you. Welcome back. And uh, perhaps, as usual, we are not joined by Jason, who mm-hmm. is sick. He uh, has a mysterious illness, but we've replaced him, if you're watching on video, with a soccer bopper once again, oh, with a Canadian Mountie hat. Raven. It's the closest thing that we have to Jason. Yeah. He, I think he looks great, though, as a bopper. Yeah, it's, he probably looks as green as he does in real life. Question. In Europe, did they call it a football bopper? Mm, that's, that is a good question. You know what? Actually, this raises an interesting point. Because mm-hmm. Nick Van Berkel last week, he came in here and he's like, no way, you guys have soccer boppers. Wait, uh-huh. aren't they called soccer boppers? Yeah. And I had that like, what's that oh, thing? Oh, the Mandela you, effect? Yeah, the Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. No, I think that at one point they were called the soccer boppers. But then I think rock'em, soccer robots yeah. probably was like nah mm-hmm. and then soccer boppers you're like is there a sport tie-in mm-hmm. it's it's confusing i think it was always soccer bopper but i've been saying sock and boppers for years alonzo so look it up wrong. look it up <laughs> all right well uh it's sad that jason isn't here it is because uh this is gonna be a heavy mountain bike podcast and jason yeah. you know big bike guy big bike guy dave big bike guy I like regular size bikes. Regular size, okay. Yeah. yeah. Big hockey guy, though. And yeah. Our, our I guest do, today. I do enjoy hockey. Our guest today, uh, he's, he's a, he Dude. almost was a professional hockey player, if I'm understanding this correctly. He wants to chime in. He wants to correct me. He's making a face. <laughs> but we haven't introduced it. him yet, so no, he can't he speak. Can't. He can't. But he's behaving himself very well. He hasn't said a thing. So I think we introduce him. You know in The Matrix, when his like mouth gets closed, like, like you know what I mean? Like, it, like... That's what we do to our guests. All right, I'm going to introduce him, okay? Okay. I guess uh, maybe Jason wrote this. Jason did. I panicked in this morning and told him to write in. Okay, so, oh, we didn't have one? No. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we don't just make these off the dome. We actually write these. Okay, so just know that Jason is here in spirit. Okay. Today's guest was born and raised right here in North Vancouver and is now leading the charge of a new crop of free ride mountain bikers hailing from the infamous North Shore. Not only are they known for their absolutely insane riding and their recent edits in the know and lights out, but they are also responsible for a lot of the progressive trail building going on in the area. 
This person is no stranger to hard work and spends more hours digging than he does riding. But all that seems to be paying off as they can now call themselves a full-time professional mountain biker. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Caleb. No dig, no ride. Holonko. Great success. I like that. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Good job, Jason. Yeah. How do you rate that intro? <laughs> Give it an eight. Nice. We were told that asking people to rate our intros is an awkward question. Who told you that? Uh, Brooke told me that. Someone else told me that. I can't remember. Brooke's never listened to this, so... Brooke does listen to I'm this. I'm just kidding. You've never listened. I've listened in the background a couple times, but God forbid I ever have to listen to this garbage. I leave that for the chathers to do. Uh, I listen every week. <laughs> How you doing, Caleb? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah. Big podcast guy now. Yeah, this is two in two weeks. It, so this is your second now? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It's... No, I did the Darko one a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Or months ago. Yeah. So I'm on three. It's all downhill from here. I like, know. like a Donnie Darko recap podcast? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Is Jake Gyllenhaal in that? Oh, man. I all miss right. Jason, man. Jason, <laughs> we already been, would have been way into this interview. It would have been... All right. So let's get to know you. All right. So for the people who don't know you, who are listening right now, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you grew up on the shore. Well, my parents... <laughs> uh, they did a thing. They moved here they and they did a thing. I was born on March 20th, Lionsgate Hospital. And yeah, never moved away. Been here my whole life. And uh, yeah, kind of a product of the environment. You know, mountain biking and ice hockey and yeah, just the usual North Shore kid pretty much. Where did your parents move from? My dad kind of moved from Coquitlam. And mm. my mom moved from the interior of BC. Saskatchewan? Not quite. The no. interior? Oh, the interior of what? BC. Oh, BC. Oh, sorry. It's the interior of Canada. <laughs> sorry, we've just had so many people on the podcast that have a connection with Saskatchewan. Mm. Strange. I see. So before this podcast, you were telling us what your parents do. So uh, let's circle back and pretend that you never brought that up naturally. Because I'm very curious. Do you mind if we dive into your parents' life? This is more about your parents than it yeah, is about you. <laughs> what does your mom do? It sounded like she had a pretty interesting career. Yeah, she managed uh, music mixers, producers, and basically created a website and a referral business for artists to come into the country and find a studio that fit their sound. Really? Mm-hmm. So she found herself working with some pretty large artists? Yeah, or indirectly, uh, in, I guess. Indirectly, directly, but yeah, she was involved with some pretty big names. Such as? Usher. Usher? Nice. No way. J yeah? B yeah. Usher, JB, uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and then it goes into like the rock and roll stuff. She did stuff with uh, ACDC. You heard of them? Uh, yeah, once or twice. Yeah. They did a yeah. collab with JB once, I think. Yeah, so she did... Uh, some work with their uh, mixers and producers. So, and then wow, yeah. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Does she have a musical background? She play music herself. Yeah, she played guitar. Mm. She moved to the big city to try to make it big, and uh, yeah, she tried her best. Oh, interesting. And your father? My father is a marine engineer for BC Ferries for many years, and now he runs his own marine surveying business. Oh. What did you do at BC Ferries? Uh, he was a marine engineer. In the engine rooms and you know, oh, okay. 
kept the boats boating. Oh man, must be loud in there. Yeah. <laughs> Does is, is he hard of hearing? Because no, <laughs> those engine rooms are like insanely loud. They're the size of this room. Really? For one engine. How many engines are on a ferry? I could not tell you that. Oh, you gotta sit down with your father, ask him some questions. <laughs> so, did your parents uh, bicycle at all? Is that your own venture? I think it's pretty much my own venture. I do remember my dad telling me stories of him uh, growing up and just riding their piece of crap bikes in Coquitlam through the forest or like down logging roads or something like that. But just, you know, regular kid shit. Nothing directly related to mountain biking or anything like that. But they just would break the crap out of their bikes way back in the day. What was your first bike? Your bike, not a bike that you were stealing from the parents. Uh, probably a yellow supercycle from Canadian Tire. Oh, very sick. Yeah, I had pegs on it. No, pegs? Yeah. Did you have shocks? Oh, yeah. Dual suspension with pegs. Lucky. But both on the front. Two, two pegs on the front? Yeah. Two pegs in front. Did you have any pegs on the back? No. Okay, so did you ever, like, uh, double up your friends? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was... It was a sight to be seen. <laughs> so you pegged your friends? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Wind myself up. Yeah, yeah, you really did. I used to peg two of my friends at once. <laughs> I used to put uh, one on the back and one on the front. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we would go down the streets, three on a single bike. Wow. Yeah. What did the neighbors say? Uh, I think they loved it. Yeah, they were always peeking out their curtains, mm -hmm. looking at us. Oh, look, they, they're pegging each other again down the street. That's great. Sorry. But <laughs> Uh, okay, so you had a super cycle. Did you send that super cycle? Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I would do like supermans on schoolyard jumps and just like blow feet, land on the seat. And yeah, just it was a mess. The thing was destroyed. And then one time I went to go take like a my first ever mountain bike lesson. And I got told I couldn't ride that bike on the mountain bike trails because it was too dangerous to have pegs on the front. <laughs> and I was so sad. It was, yeah, it was pretty horrible. Uh, that's so pretty good I, advice. Eventually, I think I got another bike or something. I, I feel like that was sound advice from whoever told you that pegs are dangerous. Front pegs in particular. Yeah. You um, might know him. Zach Smith from Manitou. Uh, don't know if I met Zach. No. Yeah. I think he works at Suspension Works now. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so you, what motivated you to shred your super cycle? Were you like trying to impress your friends or were you just... Did you have a need for speed? Uh, I think my neighbor always, he was into mountain biking. And so he'd have like some jumps on the road and he'd ride the jumps. Okay. Anyway, we, you know, classic kid stuff, riding jumps, riding schoolyard jumps, building the jangliest shit you could ever imagine. And yeah, kind of just going bigger and learning more stuff. And yeah, that was kind of the inspiration was just to like, progress get better at something because i always liked it what was your uh your, i guess your first trick did you, did, like on the super cycle on these days were you were you learning any tricks were you taking any limbs off oh yeah no footers oh wow yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> and i guess you grew up on the north shore so mm -hmm. you guys are both dave mm -hmm. caleb you guys are both north shore or north vancouver boys mm -hmm. accurate yeah well, i too I was born at lionsgate i know Shout that out. video it, it's a classic. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Not Dave's birth. North Vancouver boys. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's 
That's not a different website in my birth. It's wild. Bloody affair. Birth hub. C section. You know that Dave cool. grew up in uh the house oh maybe he doesn't live there anymore, but the house that Dave grew up is now where Thomas Vanderham lives. His family, I think, right? ended up living there afterwards oh, okay. on Deep Cove Road. You're pretty much a mountain biker, Dave. I'm right because there. of that. You're pretty much. Well, I didn't know who Thomas Vanderham was, and then my dad and I were on a hike in the woods as we do, and we ran into this woman. She's like, "Oh, you got to watch." She knew my dad. Um, she's like, "Oh, you got to watch Thomas's latest video." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, that's cute." And my dad's like, "Sent this video." I'm like, "Oh, oh, this guy's a mountain biker. That's cool." And then I go to Matt and Jason. I go, "Do you guys know who Thomas Vanderham is?" And they were like, they were so mad at me. <laughs> they're like, that'd be like you asking you you know who Wayne Gretzky is yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah Ooh. pretty embarrassing <laughs> I think you actually said Joe Sackick to be fair which I was even impressed you knew who Joe Sackick what was. are you serious that I actually said yeah. I don't think you or Jason said Joe Sackick Burnaby Joe <laughs> yeah That's, that was your he's, he's from Burnaby yeah Joe yeah. Sackick yeah, yeah. no There's way Joe Sackick way in Burnaby it's uh oh, near it's a, no near, way. it's a big deal <laughs> yes way <laughs> yeah yes there is a way <laughs> Anyways, holy. Anyways, oh, there's my contribution to the episode. Yeah, great, great stuff. How, back what, to bikes. Yeah, back to Jason. Jason, mm -hmm. what do you think about all this? I am Jason. I think that's a pretty cool stuff. Yeah, all right. Wow. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the input. I hope uh, the camera cut to Jason Sakura. But good, we're getting the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. The early days of uh, shredding the super cycle. Did you continue shredding bikes? Did you kind of hop around to different sports? Were you like a you know, did you experiment with like rollerblading, skateboarding, pogo sticking? Yeah, pretty much everything. Like we were fortunate enough to have like access to all the toys growing up. Like, and bikes kind of were just the one. I don't think I really did anything obscure. Like I scootered, and then I snapped back to reality and realized <laughs> what I was doing with my life. And yeah, uh, mowed lawns and bought mountain bikes. What kind of, uh, let's, let's talk about scootering here for a second. Cause I had a scootering Ooh. phase when I grew up. Okay. A razor boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a big razor boy. You, you as well. Oh yeah. Want to see these scars? Oh <laughs> yeah. Are they on your ankles? Or knuckles. Oh, wait, what? Those are from scootering? Yeah. No way. Yeah. What? Okay. Bombing a hill. Front wheel hits a hole. Don't let go of the scooter and just drag knuckles against the concrete going so fast. No oh, way. Yeah. Like down mountain highway or uh, talking carts of darkness? Yeah, pretty much. 29th. 29th. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, bad. Wow. Okay. You did have a need for speed. Mm -hmm. 29th. That's like, yeah. It, that's, I think I know the one. It's kind of near like Tempe Crescent. There's like, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. super steep hill. I think that's the hill that we filmed uh, Jason in time to buy an e-bike when he approaches mm. a massive hill and he's like oh brother that is wait is this the one near grand boulevard mm. sort of area no okay i'm thinking of a different street it's 29th so it's the one near 28th and 30th shut the fuck up <laughs> I'm street talk garbage. talking let's pull up google maps here uh for the podcast listeners i'm just kidding please don't <laughs> that's insane so you bombed down that uh and then you completely ate shit and yeah. how did you land like on the top of your hands like that it was like an over the bars crash. Oh like the God. front wheel stopped and I just got pitched, I guess. And yeah, I didn't let go because I was a stubborn kid. And anyway. Holy crap. We're Razor boy. <laughs> That's so awesome. My respect for you is already pretty high. And now it's uh, even a little bit higher after that. Wow. W were you with friends? No, it was a solo mission. 
Really? Yeah, I just went to the skate park, did a couple tail whips, maybe even a double. And then, uh, yeah, I was coming home and I, yeah, I got bit by some karma there. Oh my God. Wow. So, uh, how deep into scootering did you get? Were you actually like pretty committed? That was the last, that was the last straw. Really? Yeah. There was like a month there where I was a scooter kid and, uh, yeah, that ended every aspiration to be a professional scooter. Oh man. It, I love scootering because it was, you know, I, at this time I was biking, I, I had like done a couple ollies on a skateboard in the driveway but i always felt like scootering was just like the easiest like the barrier to entry like it was the easiest to learn how to do certain tricks mm-hmm. so i think that's why i caught on to it and it's just so easy to pick up and you can like you know take it to school throw it in the locker room whatever we had to showboat in front of all the girls at elementary school how good you were at scootering yeah if you could do a flat tail whip <laughs> was, yeah. never related to something the, so the, hard the roots run deep dave you ever have a scootering I scootered uh, to high school every day of grade eight down down the hill. You also really and, painted yourself into a corner. I know I did. Hey, can you pull up a uh, rap battle mountain biker versus road biker? We got to see Dave on the scooter in the end there. <laughs> the, I, f- I forgot about that. I, bur- I buried that in my <laughs> memories. Um, yeah, scooters, man. Those The brakes on those things are not good. They're not good. A little back break. And also they had this wicked play in them in the early days where the, you know, like the, I don't even know what to call it, like the stem or whatever, when it meets the floor, the footboard thing, it would just flex like crazy. Mine was so bad. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, had like the gangster lean like all the way back. (laughs) Dangerous. Dude, there's nothing like an old uh, razor though. And then they started adding. How about the foam grips? Yeah. That rotated. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the clicking handles, and then eventually they um, they introduced colored ones. Like you got red, mm-hmm. red grips, blue grips, green grips. I had a red one. Red one. Red oh, one. geez, you were steezy. You had that SRAM sponsorship back in the day, even. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the SRAM scooter. My, uh, you guys should make scooters. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> You're attached to them. You I clearly, mean, you clearly yeah. have strong feelings. He's, about he's a soft it's spot. true. I do have a soft spot. I would love to make like a how to be a scooter kit or something. And just <laughs> there's so much to make fun of. I had to stop scootering because I had a, a latex allergy and the, the handles are rubber and I, my hands would break out into blisters. <laughs> that is the dorkiest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I was on the grade eight basketball team too. And those were rubber balls. And so I just, my hands were just covered in blisters all grade eight. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty rough. It's the longest it's ever taken to bring up a video. Yeah, what are, are you on the 2.4 G network there, Big Al? No, 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 no. Looks good. Huh. Well, we'll let you figure that yes. out when you have when you have Dave. Do you think about trying another browser? Let us know. Anyways, so scootering, a uh, huge part of your life. Um, yeah, for that that month. <laughs> Sounded like you were kind of a crazy kid you like to just uh send it what did your parents think of you getting up to to this stuff it was pretty bad they didn't like it i was like supposed to focus on like ice hockey and not getting hurt doing other things mm-hmm. um but like they never told me not to do stuff They're, like just be careful like don't get hurt like you got to play hockey like, you got hockey practice at five or something like that and so Sure enough, I'd run off to the skateboard park with a bike or a scooter or something and get hurt and then had to go to hockey practice injured. Who was more concerned, your father or mother, generally? Oh, they, uh, they were both. Yeah. 
I mean, hockey's expensive. Like, and I kind of felt bad because if I got hurt doing something else, they paid all this money to go play hockey. Yeah. And, like, I fucked it all up. Like, I better go play hockey. So, anyway, always would show up to ice hockey with, like, the most outrageous road rash. <laughs> like, disgusting elbows and stuff. Just and getting infections be, from your gear. <laughs> uh, no, I was pretty good. I that used polysporin. That's good. <laughs> But Today's like, episode is brought to you by <laughs> Scooters. So tell us about your roots in hockey. From the streets, man. Oh, road wow. hockey. Mm. Our street was wild. We would have road hockey games every day after school, all weekend. Like before I even like, like knew how to skate, we were playing road hockey. And our street was wild. Like, huge fights. We used to, like, throw sticks at each other, headshots. Like, all the bushes on the street were, like, completely, like, flattened. <laughs> it was insane. And then it evolved to street battles where our street would play other streets. And it would what? be, like, street wars. It was pretty intense. I'm imagining that scene in Anchorman where the two, yeah, you know, full channels. Like, wars. There's, like, tridents being thrown. Yeah, those yeah, were yeah. sticks. Yeah, you yeah, used to yell, spirit men. <laughs> and then sticks would get thrown, like, Were you javelins. using the classic orange rubber ball? Classic uh, rubber ball? No, we were tennis ball kids. Tennis ball, Because okay. it, would, it would bounce higher, and then it would be in the air. And then as, if you had the ball, like, you could get hit. The tennis ball doesn't hurt as much, too. Yeah. We were, we were kind of pussies. It, it, I feel like, too, though, it like kind of helps you with like ice hockey, but then sometimes it throws you off because the physics are so different yeah. off the ball versus the puck. Yeah, the, help the eye-hand coordination. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, Everything else was just fighting. So you got into hockey from just kids in the neighborhood playing? Yeah, You just kind of joined in? Yeah, and then my dad played hockey as a kid and everything like that, so I always wanted to play hockey. And sure enough, played for like 12 years or something. Yeah, it was fun. How, how many years uh, between in being introduced to street hockey until you played ice hockey? I don't know. That's a hard question. Mm. I was quite young. Okay. Yeah, I feel like really you, young. you probably started skating when you were like six or something. Five. Yeah. Yeah, I think my parents, they didn't see a point in me playing ice hockey until I was like nine or ten. Which is late, apparently. That is late. I never learned how to ice skate until I was in like grade four or five or something. I'm not a true Canadian like you guys are. I'm still pretty bad at it. So are you? Yeah. You must be pretty good at skating. I know how to. <laughs> yeah, he played junior B. People care. Junior, junior B, B, baby. Man, I've made some jokes about <laughs> junior B in our videos. And oh, even, yeah. Yeah. I was personally offended back then. <laughs> <laughs> Felt attacked. I wrote that joke. I'm like, don't worry, Matt. It makes sense. Yeah. What was the joke? Like. You were. Don't worry about me. I've, or, I, I played junior B. You know you, who I am. You were yeah, breaking exactly. up with your girlfriend, and you're like, "Yeah, there's just a lot going on this summer, and I got you know training camp for junior B." She's like, "No one cares about your junior B," and you're like, "People care about junior B." Yeah, right. <laughs> so what is junior B? It's just a league or it's a, exceptional it's a level, exceptionally good players. It's a tier yeah. down, one, one step above minor hockey, and one step below like good junior hockey. Yes, or better junior hockey. A lot better junior hockey. Is junior B high school? Or is it after high school? Is it? Is I think it, it's like age 15 to 20. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, okay, you know, like the Vancouver Giants and like, 
like before the NHL, you're in junior, right? Yeah. And then you might get drafted and then you could go pro. But up until you're 20, there's this sort of like grace period where you can still keep playing hockey with sort of the younger people before you become a pro or you just, or you go to college and play mm. or you just stop. The junior A would be, you know, the track towards like potentially being professional. And then junior B is like, you're just not quite there. But okay, you could so get there. Junior, yeah. junior yeah. B. It's for the late bloomers. Yeah. Junior B on top mm-hmm. of up above that it, is junior A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Above that is just junior? Pro. Pro. So and, some level of pro. Okay. And then above that is like NHL. NHL is a level of pro, but there's like ECHL, there's AHL, and then there's NHL. Okay. All right. So now that we've established the tiers of hockey, <laughs> yeah. where yeah. did you think that you were going to land at, at one point well, you know, in, your, was, in your peak? In my peak, that had to be when I was probably 13 uh who knows i think i want i i wanted to play college hockey but i didn't dedicate enough time to actually playing and like developing my skill set and stuff because i was so focused on bikes that i just like never wanted to make the jump to junior a and what else i don't know i just couldn't get a full ride scholarship and all my scholarships were to uh, American schools, and the American schools are significantly more expensive than mm. anything here. So I basically just called it quits. I didn't want to put my parents in some crazy debt for something that I was, I don't know, half-assing my whole life. So and you were so, so good that you were just coasting on talent to be in junior B, but if you really applied yourself, you could have been I killer. didn't apply myself. There you go. So As much as I should have. So my now, grandma's going to hate hearing this. Oh. You, you can, grandma we love yeah. you she's a chother no way number one fan oh, wow we love you Grammy. but when you're Grammy. older you can like tell like your kids and grandkids you're like i could have been a pro exactly. but i just the, didn't it's like there's no the stereotypical story. Yeah, yeah 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 that's great <laughs> oh what okay we got the uh, scooter scene up here okay and here's dave rolling up on the yeah. razor he's got the tassels coming out of the handlebar am i late for the rap battle <laughs> The helmet for six year old <laughs> that took like eight proper. takes because we, we kept laughing. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was my big moment. That was it, yeah. Well, Caleb was like deciding which one of these professional sports routes should I take. We were doing that, mm-hmm. dressing up in girls, and I was watching, yeah. <laughs> you were watching, yeah. I've been a big fan for a long time. IFHT films, oh, yeah, oh wow. Yeah. What what it, what's the first thing you remember watching of ours? I think it's is it the Diablo? Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I think the first viral one was when I first ever knew about you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm just sorry. I'm cringing in my head and watch, thinking about that video now. Oh, my first one was a, if a video. Diablo two was a girl. That's right. Yeah, Dia- Diablo three. If Diablo three oh, okay. were a girl, my first one I saw was uh, a video we don't talk about anymore, so I won't reference it. What? The first video, what on our, uh, yeah, on our channel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All you right. know the one. I don't even know if I know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Starts with an A. A. And, that, and then the next word starts with an A. <laughs> okay, but you're in that. Oh, oh you no, mean no, no, when no. you were discovering us? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I see. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Um, th- there's a connection between Jason and you that, uh, sadly, Jason's not here to uh, speak on it. Devastating. But maybe you can speak on it for him. Well, knowing Jason through like the mountain bike scene and obviously IFHT and 
pink bike videos because he made some sick edits back in the day. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Riding the UBC jumps. Yeah, Jason got me into film, yeah. And uh, I think it was 2013, maybe. He was selling a Kona Entourage, and I ended up buying that frame for like 500 bucks. It had a blown shock, possibly cracked head tube already. And that was kind of my first real free ride bike that I could throw around. Like I was just strong enough to use it. And yeah, it turned out to be a great bike. I hit Toonie Drop on it with a friend filming a cell phone clip. Oh. And I almost separated the head tube from the, from the bike. Like it cracked like a good inch up the weld. And I took my fork and stuff in. <laughs> I took my fork to go get serviced at Marzoki and they wouldn't put it on my bike. And yeah, that's uh, my little Jason connection. Oh, wow. So he sold you a bike, perhaps knowingly that there was a crack in the head too? I don't think he knew. He wouldn't do that to some like little kid. <laughs> he's, wow. he's got morals. I, I really don't know Jason. I don't know him as well as you guys do. Oh, we don't know him Jason at all. Jason slangs bike yeah. parts, man. That guy's always selling bike parts. He, he, uh, so he gave you a, a frame and a shock for 500 bucks. That seems like a pretty good deal. It was an amazing deal. I couldn't believe it. And oh. it was custom painted too, so he could have painted over the crack. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. Wait, which bike was this? What color was it? It was the black, the matte black. Oh, yeah. One. Okay. I remember it. Should, oh, we, should I try to call him? Uh, yeah, you could call him. Yeah, let let's it rip. See, let's see. So the. I'm not accusing him of anything. Yeah. Well, let's just make sure we go down real hard on him here. Let's, uh, <laughs> sorry, what now? Uh, I was sorry. That came out wrong. Keep talking. Um, I hopefully he we're not bothering him. Like he's he's sick. He's he's ill. He's, hey, you're on the podcast. Oh no! <laughs> Caleb uh, thinks you might have done some funny business uh, to him. Yeah. Caleb, do you wanna you wanna speak to it? Well, yeah. Well, he can't. Can you hear us? Yeah, you can hear okay. us. Okay, can Jason? Can you hear us? Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Are we <laughs> having a beef? Yeah, yeah. He uh, no, there's just a, a minor accusation being thrown around. Uh, so, Jason, we're concerned that you knowingly sold Caleb a frame with a crack in the head tube. Uh, can you confirm or deny these allegations? I deny these allegations. Good to know. I'm glad you have morals. No, I would never do that to you because I know exactly what you're going to do with that frame once you sold it. I was like 15. <laughs> yeah, he was just 15, just a little boy. You, you thought you could get one over on him. Well, you know, I, I love taking advantage of little boys. But <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, Jason, we, we wanted to know, do you ever peg your friends when you were young? Did you ever have the pegs on the bike and you carry your friends around on the pegs? Did you say, do I peg my friends? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, uh, okay. I never had a bike with pegs. Oh. Uh. Well, then you weren't a true mountain biker then. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been pegging for years. <laughs> That's God, why we call him like Pegasus. So, uh, I feel like I'm so deep in an inside joke. <laughs> You're not. Anyways, do we have any other questions for Jason or should we let him go? Well, I don't know. Does Jason have any questions for us? Yeah. Did you, Jason, do you want to say anything? How's it going so far? Oh, so well. It took us forever to get set up. It was uh, a nightmare. And nice. a, apparently uh, Granny might be listening. Oh, she, oh, she's for sure listening. 
Okay. She's my biggest fan. Oh, wow. She's amazing. That's awesome. Did Jason die? Okay, well, I guess I should go because I'm super fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is that? What the? I think that's Sorry, him having that a party. Was... Sorry, that was just something else in the other room. <laughs> yeah, I'm just super sick. <laughs> Noise. It sounded like like a dragon just walked into his house or something. It did. Anyways, all right, all we'll right. let you go. Get well okay. soon. Feel better. Yeah. Have fun. Bye. Bye. Oh man, sounds like a bag of shit, huh? Mm-hmm. He sounds sick. He's just... really adding that, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. As... yeah. He sold me. Yeah, <laughs> a bad bike. As it went on. Yeah. Oh, okay, so. Let's circle back to the the hockey, the bikes. You had to make a decision at some point because I, I guess when I was uh, when first learning about you, I was told that yeah, you had the opportunity to become a pro hockey player, but you chose not necessarily pro. Okay, like I could have gone to like the collegiate level. Okay, or kept pursuing it. So there's another level that I don't know about called the collegiate level. College, college, college. Okay, and I just <laughs> it was it was a choice of. Uh, Hockey or bikes, and that was the first time there was ever like the actual choice that I had to choose one or the other. And yeah, I just went with what I truly loved and wanted to do. And you know, a big thing for me was like safety. Like hockey is fucking gnarly. People just like hitting constantly. Like you're not in control of what's gonna happen to you. Like mountain biking, yeah, there's the variable of like a slippery route or whatever. But, like, you're not getting hit from behind and smoked in the head, punched in the face like you are in hockey. So, I always was just like, yeah, I could, I could do without that. Let's just, let's just go mountain biking now. And so, sorry, you just said mountain, or uh, hockey is so gnarly. And then compared to the type of mountain biking that you do, um, perhaps equally as gnarly. Seems, that, but it seems that it's about the control. It's for the him. control. It's the control, yeah. right? Like yes. you're going to self-inflict versus someone just elbowing you in the face randomly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a massive. looked at him wrong. Yeah. Were you a fighter on the rink? I was scrappy. Not so much a fighter. He was a lover like on the to, rink. like to score goals. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would, what'd you play? What was Center. your position? Center, nice. Yeah. Were you responsible to get back? Oh, I always got back. Sick. Six Loved a back check. So satisfying, taking a puck away from somebody. Yeah. Chase him down. <sighs> Hungry for it. I'm just staring blankly. I don't know mm-hmm. what you guys are talking the about. You guys, high you guys are saying like all the hockey time. stuff and then just back look check, at me. Four check, paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> What I, we always talk about bike stuff, and then yeah, we look I, at you like, what do you I'm think, just, Dave? I'm just like glazed the whole time, <laughs> like a tasty donut over here. Well, I'm sure we'll have a couple more of those moments. Oh yeah. So was that a hard decision for you? I mean, you went with your gut. You said, did you? Was it as easy as like in the moment? You're like, well, I'll just go with bikes. Or did you have to discuss it with your family members? You know? Yeah, it was. It was my decision, but uh, I just, I just wanted to ride my bike, like. It was a simple decision. Didn't have to think about it for too long. Like once I got the email saying like, oh, you're not allowed to go mountain biking during the season. Like, yeah, that's yeah, done. So, yeah. Well, pretty simple, unfortunately. But yeah, not much of a story on that one. So what was next then? You put down the stick and what was next? I think I just started 
building trails and riding trail bikes more. Like I had more time and was working part-time jobs here and there. And yeah, just, you know, use the time that I had to build more trails and stuff. This well, is like 17, 18 sort of. This like is 20, 20. Okay. Yeah. What part-time jobs did you take? Oh God. Auto parts, driver, landscaping. What kind of driver? Auto parts. Oh, oh, I see. Delivery. Yeah. Um, Uber Eats. Yeah, pretty much for cars. Oh, wow. And what other? There's another. Oh, I went mining. I was a, a drill helper at a, a core sampling site. So I did that for a while. Um, where? Where did you work? In Greenwood, BC. I Never. don't even know where Never that is. That. Pull that it's, up. It's like, the, like the math capital of BC. Oh, oh. beautiful this time of year. Yeah. A lot of math. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere so that was a really fun time how do you why do you say it's the meth capital what did you see in greenwood a lot of mething around mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we're looking okay, at, we're looking at a map here what oh god what is with the network today we, we, it's running on the water wheel today maybe mm-hmm. something yeah can you can you verbally explain where greenwood is to us it yeah. is like an hour past the soyuz on highway three Oh, okay. So it's tiny southern. old, tiny old mining town. Oh, wow. so you were deep in the mines, or uh, surface drilling? Okay, just change tubes of core, basically. Like it drills a hole, you bring up a sample, you lay it in a box, and then just keep doing that all day. What was the most interesting thing you guys pulled out of the ground? Was it just generally look like rock? Yeah, yep, more rock. Yeah, more rock more rock and then you hit like quartz or something and that's where the gold's supposed to be oh and so that was super exciting when you hit the vein they call it oh the quartz vein what, what were they searching for gold gold yeah. oh really and this is a huge company uh i wouldn't say huge like have they found a lot of gold no not no. enough clearly no they'd be huge yeah. huh. interesting okay what other jobs did you take uh i was a you know, like one eight hundred got junk or like Green mm-hmm. Coast rubbish. I was a rubbish removal. Green guy. Coast, yeah, with so our I, friend Eamon. I worked with Eamon. No way. for a little bit. That was that was hilarious. You'd just like go to people's houses and like take random crap that they were getting rid of, and fortunately, like, yeah, get some good side money off of that. If they were giving away like a nice refrigerator, you sell it for fifty bucks or something. Any uh, or any any lonely housewives that were trying to lure you in? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they only go for the boss right did you throw out any uh secondhand scooters and swipe those i don't know if i threw away a scooter or not what about like hoarders did you ever deal with like a hoarder yeah. house yeah yeah oh yeah, god it was it's gross it was really bad you had to go into everywhere. the house and take all the stuff out or is it just they like have all the stuff out on the uh, it on depends the, on, on the, the job okay yeah sometimes we do like construction sites and like say they built a wall in the wrong place we just like go in and destroy the wall and then take all the crap out. All the concrete or something. Yeah. Anyway, did that for a few months. That was entertaining. Worked as a line cook at Seymour too. Seymour mm. Pub? Mountain. Mountain. Seymour. Okay. In the old, old line cook. Yeah. What's a, what, do you know what the restaurant is? We should called? know because we just saw a rock shoot and then there's um, like the cafeteria. Oh, shit. The Ridge Rock or something. No, that was, the, that was the other one. The cafeteria. I don't know. We'll just call it the cafeteria. Yeah, anyway. Know. Yeah, I worked in the cafeteria for a winter. Oh, man. Any dirty secrets behind the scenes there? I don't want to know. What's I don't up? think so. Okay, good. Oh, the, <laughs> he got fired, I think, eventually. But he was like, 
ordering. He was a French guy, and he ordered himself like absurd amounts of duck, <laughs> and would take the duck home and like not pay for it. No way. But he was doing this for like years, apparently. Wow. Wow. Super strange. Just twirling his little mustache, yeah. wearing, wearing his beret, <laughs> his striped T-shirt. <laughs> they will never find out. So what, what was your uh, kind of attitude in these jobs? Because we've talked about this before in the pod. Uh, mm-hmm. Some would suggest that how you do anything is how you do everything. Not a, uh, an expression that I'm not quite sure if I agree where, with. Where, who, where did that come from? We were talking about it on our like Christmas special or something. Right. I don't know. And then it came up again on something I was watching. And s- someone said, in all of my jobs that I took before I came famous, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always thought to myself, how you do anything is how you do everything. So even in my worst jobs, I would do the, my best the best job i could because i knew that one day it was going to be my own business so i put all everything i had into it was that your approach or did you kind of not give a bleep um no i, I gave it my all every time like <laughs> obviously i know i'm not going to be like getting famous off of being a line cook or something like that so you know i'd you know do my best to you know be excellent and get by and not piss anybody off but it's not like i was trying super super hard to make the best pre-cooked chili (laughs) i mean there's only so far you can go with it right like yeah but i always you know thought i was a hard worker and you know did my best to you know impress i guess oh well you're a nice young man no no wonder granny's (laughs) my granny says that a lot i just disagree fundamentally with that expression you you disagree yeah why because your degree of effort will be in direct relation to your passion, right? So you hear a lot about people that are really successful that did terribly in school, for example. Mm-hmm. So you could say, oh, how you worked in school is how you're going to, and there's not always a correlation. Yeah. But if you build good habits doing whatever you're doing, like there's value to that, but it's not a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice thing for like a dad to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. To like help motivate you to do shit, but on balance. So now let's fast forward. You, you worked all the, any other awesome jobs before we move away from this. What was your most recent job? I, you were uh, as a Marine mechanic, Marine mechanic or a, what? Someone said a longshoresman. Well, is that what longshoreman longshoreman? I, I speculate. Someone said he worked by the water and I said, was he a longshoreman? And I think Jason went, yeah, I think so. No, no. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, I just repaired people's boats. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. any real nice. Lots of yachts. Real, lots of real nice yachts. Really? Yeah. Any lonely housewives on yachts? No. But one time there was like some hookers down at the dock and they were they were telling me to be safe because this guy has a gun oh. and he threatened to kill them. Oh. On his on his boat. Oh Jesus. Yeah. That was a So those are the lonely housewives? Oh man. Mm, yeah. Ugh. That's not good. Anyway, word bad of mouth scene. At all. Yeah. They were Russian. Ooh. And they had Where were they rushing to? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The police station. Crazy. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, you almost beat me to it. Come on. I almost did. But I let it go. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Uh, Sir, was this dang. like a yacht guy? Yeah. So he was like, he was probably some like Russian oligarch too. Ah, who knows? Have you seen that massive yacht that's just living in the Lonsdale Key? Yes. Who Whose is that? Get him on the pot. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve, the, yeah. the owner of C-SPAN or something. Oh, okay, that makes some, sense. Some big wig at C-SPAN, and that's it's, his little yacht. Apparently, there's a bigger one. It's his little yacht. Yeah, 
Little Yachty. Only, Yachty? only one mm-hmm. helicopter pad. Oh, wow. That's yeah. it, hey? Jeez, times be rough. Bummer, Holy dude. smokes. You know what always bums me out is <clears throat> the idea that someone could just, like, gift me a yacht or a giant house, and then I couldn't afford to just own the thing that someone gave me. Like, immediately, you just have to sell it. Yeah. I mean, it's like winning a car on The Price is Right. Yeah. You got to immediately pay the taxes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible. Although they don't have those laws in Canada, surprisingly. The the prize, like you don't get taxed on prizes in Canada, but you do like 50% in the States. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Caleb, you ever won any prize money for a mountain biking event or hockey event? Mm, not taxable. Not taxable. Yeah. No. Oh. And that's a different type. That might be a different type of prize if you're in like a sort of professional competition versus like a game show. I don't know. Segue into deep summer photo challenge where mm-hmm. you did win some prize money. What a beautiful segue right into <sighs> these videos that people apparently won't stop talking about because, <laughs> well, a lot of people have seen them and this is you doing the thing you do best. Yeah. Going absolutely huge on mountain bikes. We got to pull these up. Um, so wait, which one do you do? The, uh, oh no, you're not. This is you the deep summer one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the newest one. Okay. All right. I want to peek through this one. Just re- let this run there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, can you turn down the music a bit? Because we're going to get a copyright strike so quickly. Okay, so tell us about this project. Uh, this project was kind of Kaz's brainchild almost. So he texted me, you want to flip the train gap? <laughs> and I just replied with one little thing that just said, sure. We do have that. We do have, do that. have that one. <laughs> we nice. have that screen cap. And then obviously I, I'm like, okay, only if it's safe. I got to, you know, make sure we do the proper shit beforehand to make sure that I'm not going to nuke myself. And yeah, so that kind of started that. And yeah, I just kind of had to fill it up with filler footage. And fortunately, that Rutherford lily pad was rebuilt by the, uh, into the NAR guys. So you just decided to jump the whole damn thing and all your strategy was just go fast as you can and hope you don't yeah, eat it. Yeah, I went quite fast, but not fast enough. Not fast enough because you thought that you were going to case and go oh, through yeah. the wood. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you think anybody's ever going to do that again? Because I feel like you do things that just no one else does. You do things like that just that's look the, impossible. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> you, so you're trying to do non-repeatable stunts. I want to do stunts in weird places that aren't like, that are just so niche, gnarly, and like precision that it's hard to recreate that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we got the text conversation up here. Yeah. This is, the, this is with Kaz. Yeah. I have a stupid idea and I want to gauge your interest. <laughs> and uh, Caleb says, ha, 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 let's hear it. Cass says, would you flip the train gap if we rebuilt it so that it was flip friendly? Caleb replies, sure. <laughs> and then who's building it? Because I didn't, didn't want to sign up for a crazy build. I didn't know what it would be That's like. a great question. Yeah. Who's building it? It's implying I'm not building it, but yeah. I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. putting the ball in his court. Love mm-hmm. it. And then uh, our friend was keen to build it so then uh, you said i'd like to be a part of it dope it would and then Kaz says it would be most ideal if you scoped it and talked it through <laughs> yeah. Kaz suggests that maybe you go look at it yeah 
which safe bet. And then you, and then this, uh, the last message here is you saying, there's no way I'd trust anyone to build that other than myself, which I find very interesting. Dude, I don't want to have any faith in anybody else for that. Like, I want to know exactly mm-hmm. how it's built. I want to know the takeoff, the whole setup, the run in, whatever. Like, I want all like the variables to be controlled. Yeah. To as much as they can. No, no builders out there that you would trust. Not to flip a train gap. No. Other than myself, like they're not going to hurl themselves off of it. Big Al, can you po- pull up the um, <clears throat> the phone clips that we have? I think we have. So okay, let's pull up these pictures because we have. It, can we show these? <laughs> these are all good. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, because like, I mean, this train—it's been, it's been rebuilt since this. Oh, yeah. Like I, we took it down immediately after because I don't want that on my conscience. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so what are we looking at here? We're looking at the lip that you built, and this is above like a dirt kind of platform. Is that dirt platform um, the original takeoff? Yeah, exactly. So the dirt platform, like there was just like a few sheets of plywood and some structure holding it like six inches off that, I think. You can look at old photos of it. But yeah, we and it used to extend out past the cliff edge there, like another five feet or so. So we we brought it back five feet and then went five feet higher to avoid that G out that was before it. You'd kind of come off a rock face and then you'd G out onto the lip and then you would skip across the gap. So we negated that and built the structure so that it didn't have a G out and you just ride down the run in and then straight off the takeoff. Question, what's a G out? Um, when you're compressing the suspension on your bike, like very hard. And the G forces are uh, kind of are making you want to fall away from your bike. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Tell us about this photo. Uh, that is the first one I did. And yeah, there's me upside down flipping the train <laughs> gap. Yeah, this looks a lot safer than hockey. Dude, crash. You only take one hit. You take like 20 hits <sighs> in a game of hockey. Okay, I've seen there's, someone there's take. There's the carcass. Oh, okay. So this is you tearing down the, uh, the ramp after. Yeah. You didn't want anybody trying to replicate what you did. No. <clears throat> no. I don't care. Somebody could go flip that and I'd be so stoked. But I didn't want anybody to do the fall off the end thing. Yeah. Yeah. Super scary thing to watch. And like I don't want to have that in the back of my head. Like, you want to go hit this, rebuild it. What are you talking about for those who don't know? Some guy fell off the train gap and got severely injured. Well, yeah, and, and now there's a uh, documentary on Great him. video. So his name's Tonmo? Ta- Tonmo, uh, I guess he's from uh, Europe somewhere. Yeah. And visited visited the Whistler area to go do this train gap. And what did he do? He's clipped something. There's a rock before this photo that's up right now. And he clipped his pedal and, like, just blew his feet off and then lost all his speed. And that didn't have enough speed to clear the train track gap. And he fell off the end to the to the tracks. Yeah. Straight onto his legs. Yeah, and he was a huge, huge recovery. Like told he was never gonna be able to walk again and stuff. Like and while I was doing this, people are telling me, like, Oh, have you seen that video? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. no, please don't yeah, tell me. No value that. to that. No. Like the last thing I want to do is have any doubt in my mind that I'm not gonna complete this task. Yeah how far of a fall was that 
do you think? I mean, do you, have you, has uh, anybody actually measured this thing? It's so uh, big, I don't know how yeah, you measure it. Yeah, so in the original uh, Coastal Crew footage of like Kenny doing it and stuff, I think he said it's like 12 down, 45 out. 12 down? Yeah, 12 feet down, 45 out to the landing. Okay. Not to the train tracks. Yeah, okay. Though. So the, the train tracks, man, like how tall is a train? Like, yeah, like, I don't like know 30 dimension. feet, 25 feet, 30 yeah. feet, something like that. So tall? It, yeah, 25. I don't know. What, you train expert over here? That sounds really yeah. tall for a train. 25 feet. Tall. I don't that's know, a, man. I'm just throwing like numbers tra- out there. We could pull that up. We have the technology. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it didn't happen to me. Did everything to negate anything bad like that happening? Yeah. And Around 10 feet. Yeah. A 10 feet for a train? That's it? Yeah. It's I like said 25 They're feet. not that much taller than you're standing once you're on them, right? Mm-hmm. And they're a bit off the ground. That was yeah. way off. <laughs> All right. It's 40 feet. Easy. <laughs> Dude, I'm terrible with They're just like swaying in the wind. Terrible. That's all good. All right. Well, this is uh, this is just insane. Are you happy to be on the other side of this? Never have to. Never again. Yeah. You're never going to do it again. No. Why would I? Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, like you've already done the gnarliest thing you could on this. But. Do you think yeah. so? That's why we cut it down because I like sent the invite out there to anybody that was like super gnarly in town and wanted to ride this, and everybody's like busy doing crankwork stuff, and so no one else other than came to ride it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and um, oh, what's his name? Famous GoPro dude, Killian Braun. Oh yeah, French guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he hit it on like a a hundred and forty mil travel. XC like light enduro bike or something and like blew his pedal up his cranks he landed it like but he nuked his bike really upon impact landing yeah he cased it pretty good oh man really because yeah i think he was hanging out with the week before that and got wind that we were gonna do it and i don't know why not let him hit it for his like mega video or whatever he's doing so yeah there was just us three that wrote it can you play that clip i think this is so I think we're going to watch here is this is the f- when you successfully landed it. Yeah. The first and only time. First and only time. No. No. Yeah, this is the land. There's the camera there. We have audio on there? No. Oh, all right. Playing it back. Man, what are you just this is like the epitome of huck and prey. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's Lorny. yeah the hype man oh man i don't know who's more excited in that (laughs) in that scenario yeah that's it's i mean not to take away what you're doing that's insane to drop in and commit to a backflip but just to be be there with a camera is nerve-wracking too you don't know what's gonna happen yeah oh i if i do do backflips i usually transfer to the left while i do them so I told him go on the right side of the landing because generally I'm going to float a bit left. Yeah. So, yeah. Why does that happen? Are you not looking straight back? or I think it's because from like digging and trail building and stuff like that, the left side of my body, just from using a shovel so much, is like quite a bit stronger. So when I pull, I pull more dominantly with my left hand. Oh. So it kind of brings me just a little bit over. It's not a perfect science. 
Okay, so that was you successfully landing the flip. That was your second attempt. That was the old second attempt, and yeah. Learn from my mistakes. We have a spicy scoop here. You're going to share with us for the first time ever on the internet your first attempt, which was yeah. a bail. As you may not know, you need to go faster when you flip stuff. Some people don't know that. And Why is that? I made the mistake. I rotating backwards, you pull, and then your body and whatever it kind of creates a sail and you lose a little bit of momentum even when you're going this fast it still slows you down i guess yeah all right so let's see oh oh fuck Fatality. You right? <laughs> <laughs> we're good oh, oh my goodness fuck. run that back one more time yeah it's violent Oh, oh fuck god but i didn't hit any trees you all right yeah thank god man yeah. were you fine after that yeah i got up and did it i broke a spoke tied it up hiked back up and <laughs> just did it in the next hit oh my god you're a madman can you like get a freeze frame there right on the case oh right yeah when the, oh yeah right this when the gold oh Ooh, man there it is yeah so did the moment you took off, did you know you were going to come up short? Or you just have no yeah, idea? Yeah, I kind of could feel it. I just, like, just made the mistake. Yeah, Dude, I can't, I can't even, like, it's hard for me to even believe I'm, like, sitting here with you. You're the guy that did this. Like, you were upside down over the train I can't I did it. Like, it's <laughs> wild. You get in this mindset, and you're like, the, yeah, I can do it. This I'll is an it. even scarier freeze frame because it's like you almost look like you haven't made it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I came up a good Oof. two feet short. Wow. If you just like, wow, the run-in is super flat, mm -hmm. and like you just have to pedal your ass off into it. Wow. Yeah. What's one of the gnarlier bales you've taken? Uh, that one is definitely gnarly. Um, but no injury other than no. spoke. Yeah. Have you had fine. any gnarly bike injuries? No. Really? No. I mean, that can cost. I'm not going to wait here. For yeah, you. please. Yeah. I've like chipped some bones, but you know, other than that, I've been pretty good. Wow. Fortunately. Any, any teeth missing from hockey? No. 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 Wow. One time I, uh, I passed out after getting a head rush standing up too fast and <laughs> blew out my teeth. I got a couple fakes. Oh, really? A couple chiclets missing. Wait. A head rush where? Like I just stood up super fast after like not eating or drinking water all day filming and like, I just passed oh. out. Oh my home. god! Yeah. At home? Yeah. Oh wow! Holy smokes! Dug my teeth into the floor. Yeah, I Bad like that. Your, your gnarliest injury is blood sugar related, not yeah. like <laughs> flipping. <laughs> That's in wildly impressive that you have not hurt yourself. Okay, that this is one's insane. This one's nuts. You it's got something like, else for us? Okay, for for. Gnarly crashes. I don't have the crash clip, but I have the like the results of what happened. And so I was riding opening day at Air Rec Center, and I'd played hockey that day and done a whole bunch of other stuff. Super tired and was just kind of like goofing off on the dirt jumps. Blew a hand off, went over the bars, put my wrists down, and my wrists kept sliding. And then they eventually hooked up, and then my chin started sliding. And then my lip, my lower lip, oh. got sucked underneath my chin. And it ripped the inside of my lip oh. out. And there was just like a chunk of the inside of my mouth hanging out. Oh, It was disgusting. 
All right. Well, this is a pretty bad bike related injury. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was in the hospital. I, I've actually had some, time. I had a similar injury. I, um, while you're pulling that up, I'll tell my story. I was at the Whistler skate park. And when I was in grade seven, that's seventh grade for all you Americans out mm -hmm. there. And, uh, there's a teeter totter that I wanted to jump off the end of before the teeter totter went down. My dad was watching from the sidelines. I was just riding on my own. He was just walking around and I just went over the bars. I didn't pull up enough and I landed straight on my face. I had a half shell helmet and immediately just knocked out cold, broke my, uh, one of my front teeth in half. And I landed kind of similar to Caleb, I guess. My, my lip got sucked like that uh, underneath my chin. And I had a huge gash in my lower lip, inside my lower lip. And yeah, long story short, I had to go to the Whistler Care and get it scrubbed out with one of those like fine tooth, fine teeth oh, brushes yeah. and uh, plenty of needles in there for anesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I got 14 stitches inside my lower lip. And, uh, and then I got a really bad fake tooth for years. Like all of high school, I had this like brown tooth that, that you could just tell it was fake because it was the lightest color they had at the moment. It, it made me feel good because it made me feel like I had white teeth. <laughs> they said, this is the whitest we can go. Yeah, you can't sure. match your teeth. So the, I think this photo is from the day after. <laughs> oh, this is your lip. Yeah. Your huge lip. Absolutely <laughs> enormous. Wow. That's so I think that's the worst one I've ever had. And my like face was all swollen up in different spots. Like I they get I don't think they gave me an x-ray, but like I probably fractured something. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. It doesn't look as bad as hurt. Doesn't look as bad as your uh, razor knuckles. Yeah, those weren't bad. Those were really bad. Oh my goodness. So you got a fake tooth then? I got two. Two. Which ones? Uh left front and the one beside it. No, oh, they look pretty good. I would never know. Interesting. They were, they, were, they were expensive. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. So, do you like how do you deal with like always having to one up yourself? Like, because now you've done this crazy shit. You you just turned twenty six. Happy birthday! I belated you, yesterday. Sir. And jeez, uh, yeah, you got a few more years to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to like set a goal and be like, oh, I'm just gonna one up myself and one up myself. Like, I don't think about it like that i just kind of see this progression rate and i just want to keep going with it and like if something you know like the train gap needs a new lip on it and well i want to flip it like i'll do something like that but it's not like i'm like sitting there searching for the next crazy thing or whatever like i'm always just doing crazy shit so what, what does your day-to-day -day look like like uh are you up in the mountain building trails every yeah. single day or you pretty much what does it look like yeah right now like i gotta fix my friend's trucks and my trucks and stuff like that um so i usually spend half the day fixing trucks and then the other half of the day like building trails like we've got a uh like kona has the permit for boogie nights or the mm. sponsor for boogie nights i have the permit for it and so like we're doing a reroute on there so i spend fair bit of time there right now so it's almost done and yeah doing some suspect stuff in the forest and building features all the time but yeah my day-to-day -day is usually just like trail building half the day or riding or trail building and something else 
Boogie Nights has uh, come a long way. It's a wicked trail. I um, guess you had a lot of involvement in that then. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big community effort. Yeah. Like, there's five of us that are kind of sponsored by Kona, and we've been trail building for a long time, so we just kind of do did what we wanted last year and made it how we thought the trail should be. And, yeah, I guess I did have some heavy involvement in it. Like, I was there almost every day for, like, five months. Wow. <laughs> Only for, like, an hour or two. But, like, still, it was a lot of work. A lot of work. And is it currently open? Because my yes. understanding was that uh, it was built. It's, like, pretty big. The jumps are pretty big. I guess it's North Shore's the only jumps jump. The too big. I don't know. Did, did it yeah. get shut down and people had, like, we had to kind of dumb it down a bit? Or The only thing that was dumbed down, like, the hitching post got removed. And the hip had to be not on the main line of the trail, like the main big jump on it. So we had to build a we had to build a new trail beside it and twin it so that the double black jump wasn't on a black trail. It was a legality issue. So that was like why they were mad. Plus we had a huge jump jam that was super illegal and like beers were being drank in the forest. Oh, yeah. There was no permit whatsoever. There was like uh, over a hundred people there, like it was amazing. It was oh, very wow. fun, but yeah, we we got a pee pee whack after that. I think I saw a gnarly bale there too. Is oh, that a, was that the day that Fraser? Right, there's like seven. Oh, really? Yeah, multiple, oh, multiple ambulances being called. It was bad. Oh, that's not good for dude. The shores never had like jam energy. And yeah. So all these people that have never been to a jump jam or like something of the sorts, like, got into it. And, like, just sending their meat like no other. Yeah. Feeding off each other, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Big Al, can you pull up this other video? So, in the know. So, this is a you. This is pretty cool thing to be a part of because um, there's a lot of iconic names that have uh, been a part of this series. Man, I'm and, pretty crazy to be a part of that. Yeah, and uh, I was very stoked to see that you were the most recent. So, I... Um, assume you filmed with Mindspark and mm -hmm. with Nick and Aaron? Nick, Aaron, and Dunkerton. Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah, okay, so what was it like filming angles. with those three? Man, it's hard to, like, describe filming with those guys because you grow up as a mountain biker and you watched all of their videos religiously. Like, like the Bible. It's crazy how much I've spent, like, hours and hours and days of time watching in the nose and what's next and all those crazy Paul Genovese videos and stuff. So it was just such a cool experience to hang out with like these guys have like idolized as legendary mountain bike filmers. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't, it, <laughs> it's hard to get better than this, right? Like everything is just perfect in the, in their films. Yeah, and they, and you know, at this point, they really know how to film mountain biking. So here, you're hitting the toonie drop for not the first time. This must be what? How many oh. times you hit the, hit it by now? Well, I hit it. Well, I'm off a different entrance. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Okay, yeah, and you make yeah. it look so smooth. Yeah. You make it look like like anybody could hit it. Uh, it's that drop sucks. It's just big and iconic. It was a good opener. So I didn't even realize that you were taking another entrance on it. Well, like, how does it, like, 
I wonder about this. Like, there's some features that I recognize and I can, you know, immediately see, wow, that's nuts. But then there's a lot of stuff that no matter how you film it, something is lost, right? Like the height, yep. the, the, the length of the gap, whatever you're doing, there's something is lost. Like, I, I, I don't know. Do you feel like, um, is it frustrating when, when something doesn't come across? Like yeah. The, yes and no. Like, I'm not in it for internet validation. I'm in it for like the history of sport and all that. But like doing stuff on features that people know and like have been to, like the lily pad train gap, tuning drop, et cetera, it gives like this perspective of, I guess, relatability. Like you've been there, you can stand on it. It's, yeah. It's this physical thing that you've seen. Um, yeah, it doesn't really frustrate me at all. Like, I know what I've done. I know how big it is. I know how spooky it is. And, like, yeah, I'm not, I don't need to prove it to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's just uh, sometimes the scale is uh, is not there. And, you know, I see something. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, that looks uh, looks crazy. I'd love to see that. And, like, that must be really scary feature and then you go there and your mind is completely blown and you're like this is like mm -hmm. twice as big than i than i realized yeah so what's happening here too this might be one of those things oh it that is. i don't it's... realize how scary that is yeah so that's on lower boogeyman and yeah it's just a pole on the side of lower boogeyman that like is when you could ride past boogie nights yeah on the left yeah, yeah. there's just a, a greasy route that you pop off of and land on a rock face I'm going to have to check it out and have my mind blown. And this is a really cool thing. Is this a unique thing that you built for this? Yes. Video? Yeah, this is uh Yeah, this is my own creation through the the location of Marcus Riga being a Marcus Riga and going in the middle of nowhere and finding <laughs> it. Like that thing's like an hour and something hike away. Really? Yeah. It was it took like a year to build. No way. Yeah. What uh what do you have to build there? Obviously there's that wooden ladder at the at the top yeah and like well you need a run out like you're going so, you can't touch your brakes on the rock you need to go as fat like the perfect speed and whatever and then you have to be able to ride away from it which is bonkers because you're just flying down it and like you know at the bottom of a rock face it's rarely a slope it's usually flat so you got to dig all the crap out and build it properly and make it smooth and uh i don't know up to standard i guess yeah so that you can not die you build it all yourself yeah usually like i gotta help like a little bit of help here and there from friends yeah but like most of the time it's just me being a psycho and just hanging out in the woods what's the vibe out there when you're alone are you listening to music uh yeah um i don't like to suffer in silence i really like listening to music i like yeah i get creeped out if there's no music yeah and it's like so far out there um like in that case if you're going that far like i usually try to get a friend with a dog to come the mm -hmm. first time so that the dog can go like run around and sniff around. And like, there's like a, like a cougar that has a den out there. Like the dog's going to find the den yeah, one way or the other. Like he's going to track the scent and like bark at it or something. So I don't know. Nothing really went off when I had like a couple dogs out there and it was like, oh, okay, I guess I can be out here by myself now. And do you listen to the music with uh, like headphones or you have like a speaker? Uh, usually a speaker. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I'll be sometimes I'll be a headphones guy. Yeah. Speaker wards off the the spookies. Oh yeah. Hmm. And then also doesn't like 
block you in so that you can't hear something yeah <laughs> creeping up on you yeah some well sometimes i have the headphones in when i'm riding and mm. yeah, i'll be out there out there alone and you I'm, uh, I'm checking my six yeah you listen sure. to acdc out there at all no no, no? <laughs> oh actually yeah no there was some acdc yeah, you got got, any, I've gotten back into it again. You got any uh, ACDC stories? Uh, yeah. Um, this one's pretty cool. Uh, give myself a pat on the back for this one. <laughs> and, you know, thanks, Mom. Uh, she had ACDC over for a dinner party what? when I was like eight years old or nine years old when they were in town recording one of their albums. And, yeah, she's like don't play the guitar whatever you do don't play a guitar and like somebody hands me a guitar and i start playing thunderstruck and brian johnson when like uh i guess when the vocals come in he just yells thunder no. like, at the top of his lungs and he is so loud and i just froze like starstruck shock like <laughs> insane moment and yeah so that's a that's a pretty cool acdc story you could play thunderstruck when you were eight I think I was probably like nine or ten or oh, something. I took still, guitar lessons. That's impressive. That's the one that's like. <laughs> it's all like what, is, what do you call that? Tapping, pull offs. Oh, pull, pull yeah. offs. I can't like remember that. what that's called. That's something uh, else. That's what I you used to play that, but not very well. Yeah, I clearly was not playing it well. He had to cut it down there. <laughs> yeah, enough of this kid. But yeah, crazy. Just moment. over for a casual dinner. What you guys have for dinner? Ten. I don't remember. <laughs> We probably had taken white probably had salmon or something because i don't know if you get salmon in new zealand or wherever they're from australia wow Do anyway. any other any other famous people come for dinner uh yeah, you gotta actually lots think about lots lots uh my mom's probably gonna get mad at me for saying this why oh, i don't know she's secret <laughs> she, she wants to keep it on the low that's yeah, okay granny's gonna love it though Every, granny always loves it yeah yeah, yeah she always loves it um her love will outweigh the uh, mother's uh, disapproval. Yeah, country star like Dallas Smith. Okay, uh, I don't know. I don't listen to country, so I didn't know. I just like shook his hand. I was older at that point. I think I was like sixteen or something. I'm like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And then just went away. Didn't even think about it. And then I told some people at high school or something the next day, and they're like freaking out. Dylan Smith, pull him up. I want to see his face. Dallas. 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 Sorry, Dallas, Dallas Smith. Dallas. I also I also okay. want to see Dylan Smith. Just probably a cool guy. <laughs> I feel like we know a Dylan Smith. <laughs> Dallas Smith. Uh, that might, might not even be his name. No, that is his name. Oh, yeah. There he is. Okay. There he is. Nice. So he's different than the other country stars because he's got tattoos. Yeah. He's different than the one I'm thinking of, I believe. Oh, okay. Anyway. My well, mom's a cool lady. Who else? Any other name cool drops? Stuff. Name uh, drop them. I'm not name dropping anybody. Uh, I can't remember anybody. Else. Well, that's... Oh. What? The lead singer of that won the game show... When in excess, oh, Law, JD Fortune, or yeah, something? that's his name. I watched that show, <laughs> yeah, rock star. I think he was there one time, okay, yeah, 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 he was yeah, there yeah. anyway. There was a whole bunch of people, but I was like super young when the stuff was going on, and those are like the only ones I can really remember. We didn't have Usher over, unfortunately. <laughs> what about Little John? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he just started playing guitar again, he was like, Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So super cool you, part of my childhood. Yeah, wow, you, interesting, uh, interesting childhood. How, what what did hockey provide you for your, your mountain biking career? Like, is there anything that you borrow from that life? Durability, durability, yeah. Strength training, strength training. 
I don't know. That's just the thing. Being able to take a hit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And like, I I guess work ethic per se. Do you train? No. No? I mean, I, yeah, I do. You dig, dig. He digs. I go to the gym, uh, like, you know, try to be healthy. Yeah. And like ride my bike. But most of the time it's like, just like little weights. Not trying to get freaking huge and stuff. Yeah. You know, those like pink dumb, yeah, you know, those pink I got a set of those. Yeah, they're sick. He's just got um, pink uh, razor grips (laughs) with no. (laughs) I can't use those. My hands will just break on the blisters. So. Well, yeah, I, I wondered, like, uh, you know, this, this is a lot of hard work to freaking go hiking out there an hour at a time just to then get to their spot and then dig for yep. a few more hours. Yeah, and you then bring, hike a, out. bring a spare change of clothes because you've sweated everything out and you're just like oh. wet by the time you get there. You also built I, up those hockey legs, which are helpful for pedaling. Yeah, I got good quads. Yeah. Mm. Quadzilla over here. Yeah, yeah well, I, I just wonder, really, where you get your longevity from. Like, how do you keep it going? I guess you're a young boy, so you uh, <laughs> you just have nice it within you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm stu- I'm stubborn, and I'm willing to walk an hour and whatever into the forest to pile some dirt. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid, but it's awesome. Yeah, the pr- end product is pretty cool. I think when uh, when are you happiest with throughout all this stuff? Oh, like, just like I don't just, know. I'm a pretty happy guy in general. Like it's all fun to me. Like I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun, and yeah, I think like riding something that I've built is like the peak of where I'm happiest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's got to be satisfying. What 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 build are you most proud of? Ah, uh, the Boogie Nights one. Yeah, yeah, the Boogie Nights one is just like it's it's leading a bunch of kids in the right direction of like what new modern good trails could be like with like steep corners and flowy jumps that are rollable um and it's just like it was done by so many people that are so like rad and cool like locals here and it's just something that we got to share right like lots of the stuff i build is like one-off psychopathic shit in the woods (laughs) or like jumps that are locked with a chain yeah like there's not much sharing going on and like yeah, I'm super proud of that stuff, but like having Boogie Nights open to the public, like people traveled from around the world and they're like, yeah, we we went and rode Boogie Nights. Like I met some guys in or in Utah that were from Chile and they're like, yeah, we went to the North Shore or whatever and like we loved Boogie Nights, like such a great trail. And like they're riding it in like the most blown out summer conditions when it's just marbly and kind of sketchy. And it's that's a really rewarding That's feeling. great. Yeah. Hey, Big Al, I want you to bring up the um, dynamite role, which was in in the know. Yeah, right. You were we were talking about something else when this came up. This is just like insane because this is one of those things that I do know. I have written it myself, and then of course you had to one up and do the thing that no one else can repeat, and you did it well. So, what did you do? I crank flipped the dynamite roll. Can you explain to my uh, to to my mom what that means? And me. Ah, uh, you. <laughs> You spin the pedals backwards and catch them one rotation. In the air. In the air. Okay. I think it's at the very end here. And, and bring down the music. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah that's so whose idea was this? Yours? Yeah, I've wanted to do this for a couple of years, at least. Probably, hey. probably three years now I wanted to do this. And, and like this video is like filmed over the course of like two years with like another year building. It. Oh, wow. Yeah, they like... 
this has been a mega project because I've had to do so much other stuff. Plus COVID hit and it kind of nulled the whole thing. Catch that, Dave? Mm -hmm. Catch that crank flip? I, I saw it. What do you think about that? I could crank to that all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane, dude. That is insane. What happens if you don't catch the oh, pedals? Yeah. Re uh, you're getting castrated. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Just, you're getting ripped and torn. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta catch the pedals. So uh, what's running through your mind before that? Are you pretty concerned? Are you feeling really confident? Because, um, I mean, this is the last thing. So I take it as this is the biggest stunt, the most, this had the most weight. I don't know. Yeah. Save the banger for the end, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it has the most weight, and it's like one of the more technical things in the video. But um, any one of the clips could go in as like the banger, per se. But like the way this is shot is so nice. And like you get the big perspective, the gorgeous forest, and the tight shot of the crank flip. Like, it's an unbelievable shot by Nick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And, like, if you watch, uh, Tyler Moreland <laughs> pointed this out to me. But you watch the slow-mo clip, and you might want to full screen it so you can see it. But started it a little bit back. There's this, watch my hands. Death grip, fingers off the brakes. Oh, death yeah. grip, pop, crank flip, catch, fingers on. On the brake. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, take them off, do the crank flip, get them on while, like, in this sequence. Like, it's pretty cool. You don't even realize you're doing that. I had no idea. It's just muscle memory. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, that's interesting. I, like, when I do tabletops, I've struggled with keeping my finger on the brake sometimes, and it gets in the way. When you mm -hmm. do, I don't know, any trick, are you fully off the brakes? Uh, definitely the front brake. Yeah. Like, I... Especially doing tricks, no no finger on the front brake. Mm. Um, just because I come from like the dirt jump background where I just never had one. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, but having like my back or my back brake finger, like it's usually just death gripped. Yeah. Any any like particular tricks that you're working on, or like something that I don't I, know. I mean, I don't want you to spoil it's, anything. It's, I know there's secrecy here, but mm -hmm. no, it's mostly just maintaining the tricks I can do. Okay. Like I had like this like a little slope style career going for a while in my teenage years. And like, I had a lot of tricks and it's mostly just kind of like doing those enough per year so that I don't forget them so that I can do them on like said feature. Like, I just don't want to lose what I am or what I've got. Like, yeah, I don't mm. want to lose it. Mm. Well, so I feel like in the last, like the last year, maybe year and a half was really big for you. I feel like you kind of turned on a switch and you fully went for this like mountain bike career. Yeah. yeah. Well, I quit my job to do this. Okay. <laughs> I quit my job and like just went for it because I've, I've had the skills and whatever, and I just needed the time like to finish this video and like be able to say, yeah, sure. I'll go flip the train gap Kaz. And then. Like, just to put days in to go film stuff and do other projects, it was really helpful just to have no schedule other than, like, mountain biking, hmm. which is a tough decision to make. But at the same time, when am I ever going to be able to do this? Why not now? Like, saved up just enough money to get through till the fall and, like, 
yeah, just basically sent it the whole summer. Uh, do you wish that was a decision that you made years before? Or? I was trying to, but yeah. then COVID hit. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, moved out of my parents' place and just, like, had no other option. And I, like, had to work. And, yeah. And I had to stay safe, too. I didn't want to get put in the hospital while the pandemic was going on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that kind of held me back a lot. And so, how's it working out financially? Is it, uh, how's being a pro mountain biker? Super rich, dude. Oh, damn. (laughs) ACDC's over for dinner tonight. He showed up in that (laughs) Rolls Royce, so that was crazy. We got get in the PJ later. You're going to go down to Mexico. (laughs) Oh, nice. Not bad. No, it's, it's, it's really nice just to be able to focus on biking and trail building and doing all this stuff that I've wanted to do for so many years and, like, actually get down to the nitty gritty of it and make it all happen. Awesome, dude. Well, I, I, I was super fired up to see you just going for it. And, you know, it really came through with everything you're doing. So yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful it went like this well. And like all the support I've had for like many years from different sponsors is like, I feel like I've finally given them like given back to them after they've given so much to me. Mm. Cause I kind of went for a while without making a bunch of videos and I was trying to be like, you know, too cool for school and stuff like that and like remain like super core and underground yeah and now it's like ah what's the point Hmm. and like one of my good friends scott he's like show the people what you can do like no one no one knows other than like a few of us that can like ride behind you like nobody knows so now it's like all right let's make videos and like like just not sell out my riding and I guess not a, yeah, I don't know how to put it. Yeah, just show the people what you're not I do being all precious. You're not being precious about it anymore. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. here it is. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But doing it in the right way where it's not like, yeah, some crap video that's like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that for sure. It, yeah, it, I mean, there's such an art behind making a video like this, you know, from the trail building to the actual filming itself. It's like, it's my, like, like my life's work. Yeah. Right? Like, that is what I've been working towards for, like, five years at least. Are, have you ever been a part of, like, a like a, like kind of, like, feature-length mountain bike film? Like a 40-minute kind of? No, never. No? I did. Uh, Eric Lornick's Alchemy. Oh, yeah. Alchemy 2. Okay. In. But that was, like, you know, homie video sure it's not but like it a is, new world disorder a or something yeah bring it back is that bring it yeah. back. that would be awesome you think they'll bring it back i would love it man there's just too much of this high production like scenic stuff going on like just right back to some raw clips of dudes ghost riding bikes and trapped in cages on trailers so, so what do you what do you think is uh yeah not so cool in mountain biking right now like, i mean it's all cool like people are getting out there and doing their thing yeah like, I just, I just want to keep doing my thing. Yeah. I don't really want to judge other people for okay. what they're doing. Like that's you fair. Do you. Well, what about like how do you like yeah how do you go about filming? Uh, maybe I don't know if I have to cut this, but how do you go about feeling filming illegal trails? Because I mean, a lot of this is like stuff that isn't sanctioned, and you know, it's but you're kind of doing it respectfully, I guess, in some way, and also you tear these things down after, so you, other people can't. I don't know. It's just such a it's. Can we talk about this or no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they're there. It's no secret anymore. Like, 
what are you gonna do like i'm not telling people to like go ride this trail in this location like i'm not really giving anything away mm. here a lot of this stuff has been in tens of hundreds of mountain bike videos on the internet now yeah yeah everywhere mm -hmm. and then sometimes you see the same thing where there's a stunt somewhere out there in the world and you see hundreds of people riding it posting it and then one day one person posts the same stunt and then they're pretty much like canceled and then they're made a bad example they're made like you know they're the example and they get in trouble for it mm -hmm. and uh it's just i don't know it's an interesting kind of dynamic yeah it's confusing like it's a hard thing to navigate and fortunately like i haven't been called out for anything like that yet but you never know well, you are absolutely nuts, and I appreciate that you. Uh, Thanks, man. You know that you're a psycho. You said psycho a couple <laughs> times, so I'm just glad you know. And we're all in the know now. Yeah. Shall we play this or that? We should. Ah, uh, it's too bad we don't have Jason here. I know. But uh, anyways, we'll are get we through it. Okay, are we doing? We're we doing a game show. We're doing a game mm -hmm. on the show. You ready? Uh, yeah. Are you gonna do the intro? Yeah, I've never played. Oh who, yeah. Who? Explain. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. This is this is clunky. Are you gonna say the things? The this or that things? Yeah. Oh fuck. I don't think I'll, I, I'll do it. I think I'll you do it. Do I'll, yeah. Heavy mountain bike language. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, feel like I could articulate it with the enthusiasm it requires. Okay. Here we go. You ready to play this or that? Am I on a time clock? Uh no. no. Okay. All right. It's that time again, folks. Time to play this, this or that. that. The game where you choose between two radically different options. Either this or that. You got it. Yeah, buddy. Uh understand the rules? Perfect. All right, sound man, play that music. I turned that down a little bit. That's oh, okay. Wow. Would you rather flip the train gap or flip Brutus again? Which we never talked about. Damn it. Uh flip Brutus. Rampage or Joyride? Rampage. Crashing into a tree or crashing into a rock? Rock. Three drop or flip drop? Yeah, flip drop. Smelly biking gear or smelly hockey gear? Hockey gear. Jumps or drops? Jumps. Building dirt jumps or building wood features? Dirt jumps. Rock rolls or rock drops? Rock drops. 100 laps of lore ladies or 100 laps of boogeyman boogeyman flats or clips flats x ups or bar spins bar spins uh bar spins or no handers no handers 26 inch or 27.5 inch 27.5 winning the stanley cup or winning rampage stanley cup ovechkin or crosby o ovechkin slope duro or free duro bike Ooh. Neither. <laughs> you got to choose one. You got to choose one. This is, this is this or that. Photo shoot or video shoot? Video. One hand X up or one foot X up? Well, one hand. Hand built or machine built? Hand built. Disc golf or ultimate frisbee? Oh, we stumped him. We stumped Disc him. golf. Ice hockey or street hockey? Ice hockey. Oh, I thought you were going the other way. Okay. Wet trails or dry trails? Dry trails. Metallica or Slayer? Metallica. Metallica or ACDC? Metallica. Tacoma or Yaris? Yaris? Yaris. Yaris. <laughs> Little Caesars or A&W uh, after post-ride at Parkgate? A&W. <laughs> digging for Reed Boggs or digging for Emil Johansson? Reed Boggs. Skinnies or wall rides? Skinnies. 
Over rotate or under rotate a flip? Uh, over rotate. <laughs> Tables or whips? Tables. Digging in the desert or digging on the shore? Desert. Interesting. Rona shovels or Home Depot shovels? Rona. Blocking a slap shot in a spot with no padding or going over the handlebars? Ah, uh, over the handlebars every time. <laughs> All right. That's, That's this or that. One. That's it, man. Game <laughs> over, man. It's game over. That was good. Digging in the desert. It's so easy. Yeah? It's so easy. Everything just, other than like the one layer of white rock, everything just explodes and you can make whatever you want. Oh. As long as you add water. Okay. But here, like you're battling like a puzzle of like roots and rocks and like you got to like untangle it and just like cut and pickaxe. Oh, like, yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah, that sense. The desert, everything is just right there and there's no trees. What's that white rock that you're talking about? Uh, I think it's like, uh, what is it? Lime? Is that quartz? Lime or something? That, Might be quartz. Is that quartz? And then we know the gold is near. <laughs> yeah. We know the gold is near. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple things we didn't get into here. Uh, you dug at Red Bull Rampage, so um, you chose Reed Boggs over Emilio Hansen? Emil didn't him. know how to dig. Like, oh. Emil, Emil like, had no idea how to do, like, like how to build a trail. Because he's he's just been a he just rides he just rides, <laughs> uh, and it was like he'd never ridden a rampage style event. Mm -hmm. Barely spends any time on the DH bike. We had to build a pretty conservative, safe line for him. Whereas Reed's this year, we were like, okay, like if this goes to plan and you want to do more on this than you've done in your run, like you could podium or win. And so we were trying to build something that he could possibly win on. Yeah. So yeah, just a a better group dynamic with reeds and yeah, less safety involved. We almost stumped you on disc golf or ultimate frisbee. That okay. was your biggest pause. My girlfriend plays for Team Canada ultimate frisbee. Oh wow, no but way. Personally, I would rather play disc golf. I can't change direction that fast. Ultimate <laughs> ultimate is horrible for your body if you're not used to it. What is that? You're just spinning all the time. You're spinning, changing directions, like really bad for the joints. Oh yeah, especially the knees, man. Yeah, like, I would play in just like a a rec beer league or whatever, and every single week I'd have a new sore spot or injury, and like that doesn't happen with like hockey or mountain biking. I've just like never been like a running sports person. It's always been skating or bikes. Yeah. Running around and changing direction. A lot, a lot of hard stops and pivots and twists. Yeah, and, that's hard on the knees yeah. for sure. Uh, shovel, shovel tips. Do you have? Do you have <laughs> shovel tips? I, I shovel talk. I uh, yeah. This is a personal question of mine. What's the, what's the best kind of shovel? What do you go for when you're before you're gonna spend a whole day digging jumps or trails oh. or whatever? Oh, pretty broad question. Is it okay? Yeah. I thought you might have like, oh, you got to go for this kind of shovel from I here. Mean, yeah. Generally plastic handled because you're leaving it in the woods. Okay. Um, but like the wood ones have a good flex to them, so they're better for packing. So you get a good whip to it and you don't just like blow out your wrists right away. Interesting. And it runs it's so deep. What's like, what's your like tool of choice? Pulaski. Pulaski? Yeah. Fireman's axe. Oh yeah, okay. The Pulaski. Pulaski. I think I learned a new word today. Sounds like an old timey police officer. He's my favorite director. <laughs> Come in here, Pulaski. <laughs> that should not be oh, a yeah, favorite yeah, director. No, he's not. Oh, yeah. Um and then flipping the Brutus gap, actually. We never 
Yeah. We never even told this story because this is how I first started to know about you. Um, so Brutus Gap is uh, is this I don't know. It's a it's a road gap on Cyprus yeah. and it's pretty scary. I haven't done it to this point. I think I could do it. It's just within my like it's, ability. It's super super good. It just within my ability. So you know I'm 31 now. I still haven't done it, but I've been thinking about it for 10 years. And Caleb has backflipped it. No, yes, backflipped yeah. it. Yeah, you backflipped yeah. it. And my favorite part about how I, when that's, I first heard that you did fir- this, it's, it's the first one there into the woods. Oh, this clip Great. at the end. So you, yeah, you had our friend uh, Chris Clark yeah, filming. That's right. And he came back and told us that Caleb just flipped the Brutus Gap, and he also didn't tell any of us that he was about to flip it. He just did it. He said, "All right, I'm going," and I wasn't even like set up for it or anything. Yeah, I think I did four run-ins on it, and I'd like never hit the Brutus Gap until this day. <laughs> really? Did, yeah, did four, did four run-ins and boom. Oh, a little tag. Yeah. So if you go to the takeoff clip, I put like a tiny lip on it, and it was pretty much built only out of sand so my back might not get good resolution on it but anyway back wheel just like blows through the takeoff so it turned into like half of a flat drop flip so i got like the front rotating and then the back just like plowed through the takeoff so it didn't get any pop so i just fell out of the sky doing a flip and is it true that you didn't tell anybody you were going to do that only max knew and he was oh. filming straight on, and he was super hungover and blew the shot. <laughs> and then Chris Clark got the shot. Yeah, and then Chris had his red, thank God. <laughs> and then also, like, uh, Rigo was supposed to come shoot it, like, photos. And, like, he just didn't come because he, he thought we were just riding Brutus. Yeah, he just wrote a story about this. or I saw some text maybe on an Instagram story. Oh, yeah. How he yeah, felt like right. he, he blew the opportunity. He, he heard some kid Caleb was going to was going to hit the Brutus. Or no, he just rode by and he saw you guys hanging. Yeah, I think he came by after or something. I don't know how. Yeah, he came by. He was like, oh, what are you guys up to? Oh, you guys are hitting Brutus. All right, uh, child's play. I'm out of here. Yeah. And then, yeah, later in the day, he heard that you flipped it. And he thought, damn it, I should have shot that. Yeah, so why didn't you tell anybody? Why I thought, so I thought you just they told knew. Me, you just told me. Because Max. Max, Max was like leading the whole thing and it was our video together. And... Yeah, he just didn't tell okay. Chris or anything. I <laughs> the think, old, yeah. The old hungover ACAM. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to have B-cam. But yeah, that thing is one of the scariest, but most mindless things I've ever done. Like You just had to get upside down and just go for it. But like, you crazy. You yeah. crazy, man. You're crazy. You banana. Anyway, that was like five years ago now. Yeah, wow. Maybe yeah. not. Five well, years. I am excited and equally terrified to find out what you oh, no, cook up next. That's four years, not bad. You even know what's next, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, oh boy, it's large. There's oh. a bunch of stuff. Well, Slowly chipping away at the next project. And when might we see whatever I, that is? Yeah. Who knows? Could be a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Most likely, it'll be this year, just because I have the time nowadays to nice. get it all done. But. Yeah, we'll see. I just need to find jumps, man. I got so many tricks and like cool stuff to do on jumps, but we don't have any real jumps here other than like a couple hips on boogie nights. Mm. It's like those aren't jumps to do tricks on. You learn your heel clickers yet? I used to be able to almost do them, and I've yeah, I'm not flexible anymore. You DM'd me. You said you wanted me to teach you. So yeah. I'm. I feel very good that I can teach Caleb something. 
It's my like, one. How do you, what do you do with your wrists? Do your wrists <laughs> stay your in the wrist? same spot or do you like rotate your wrists forwards? No, your wrists aren't doing anything. I feel like all you do is you just like. You got some good flexion? You just fully have to like spread your legs so that you miss the the, the bar ends, right? So yeah. you're just trying to like max do a split in the air and then you just fully. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe I think you drop your wrists a little bit to okay. lower the bars, you yeah. know? Yeah. Okay. I'm teaching him how to do tricks, Dave. I got to play around with those. <laughs> how do you? you know, who's okay. really right. good at them? Jeff Golovich. Insane Is he? clickers back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him do one. Mark Matthews has some good ones, too. Yes. Yeah. Mark has some really good ones. I love heel clickers. Underrated. A, yeah. Have you ever done a bull rider? I don't even know what that is. One-handed heel clicker. You just ride the bull and do the heel clicker. Oh. oh I might throw that down on the airbag. Should. I don't know if I'll do it in dirt. Now, okay, we could talk for hours, but uh, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, version one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. you're, you're always welcome back. Um, that's, that's it. That was great. All right. Well, uh, this is feeding off each other. Do you feel metaphorically full? Absolutely. Yeah. Very satisfied. Yeah. Satiated, actually. Yeah. Nice. That's good. You feel like you had a whole dinner with famous guests. That's what you're used to, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 AC it's not quite ACDC, but yeah. We're maybe JD Fortune level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that's it. Uh we were supposed to read some reviews and listen to some speak pipes today, but we forgot, so we'll do that next time. But were we uh, supposed to? I don't know. It said it on the show notes, but leave uh, us a message, speakpipe.com slash feeding off each other. Um and leave us a review, like and subscribe, all that shit. All right. That's it. And as always. What do you think, Jason? How was the pod? Um, 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 um. Uh, I think it was a good one. Yeah, uh, okay, love, you're a legend. I'm uh, really sick. Yeah. You're the man. You're psycho. Thank you for listening to Feeding Off Each Other. Please subscribe for more great podcasts.